Well, good evening, all. Here we are, Course of Love. What we have been doing, and we started doing, and we're just the beginning. We're going to the, the the treaties, and we started with the first treaties, the treatise on the art of thought. And what this session is, how the best I can describe it, and how my faithful followers who've been with me for a while. We dialogue. It goes deeper than just learning. Dialogue is the sharing, the sharing from within. So in spite of what we read sometimes, it takes us into another thought or another feeling. And it's fine when we all come together and share in, in dialogue. That's what true dialogue is. No, no, no filters. Say it, feel it, know it, and express it. Sharing it with fellow travelers. So we're not here as students so to learn, and he's told us that in the course of love. The learning is over. Now it's dialogue. Dialogue and truth. So keep that in mind going forward. Express, say it. Even it might sound ridiculous, but it has to be shared. It should be shared because you feel free to know that it's accepted with pure love. No doubt, no question, no judgment. So we have read so far in the first treatise, The Art of Thought. We read up to chapter a paragraph 2.15 and we will continue to read everyone will read a paragraph you can pine and share on it it's fine but if something comes up within just share it let that be the catalyst that brings forth the pure dialogue within your heart so with that I'm just going to give us a few words to center us Come together with one mind, with one affirmation. It says, We have all the patience, courage, and wisdom we need to follow the guidance of spirit. We know the right path will be revealed at the right time and in the right way. Perfect for where we're going with this dialogue. We know the right path, and it will be revealed. And we accept it because we know it is the right time and the right way. So, here we go. We have tonight Judy, Lana, Yvonne, Reverend Bill, Gloria, and whoever else joins us. I'll leave the tones on for a little bit, then I'll shut them off. So... Maybe what I'll do, just to give us a little kick-off or send-off, uh, just to reiterate what we ended with last week in the Art of Thought. Ah, let's see. He told us last week, to look at a sunset is to see an object, the sun. It is also to see the surrounding area. To see the sky to see the variety of colors displayed, to see the horizon, 
It is to see the surrounding area, perhaps to see the play of clouds among the descending rays. Perhaps it's to feel the warmth or chill of an evening. The whole experience might include the sound of birds or traffic, the rhythm of the ocean, or the pounding of your own heart. It might be a shared experience, one in which you share the feelings of awe inspired by the sight with one you love. It might be seen as you walk or drive, rake leaves or glaze, graze, glaze upon the office, gaze, gaze from an office window. It might be a dead bed, dead bed vision or the first sunset of which a young child is aware. It might be a scene taken totally for granted as you go about whatever business calls you at the hour. The sunset is a gift of God. It is what it is. It is the first part of this example. The second part as, as its reception. A gift has been given. What is your response? Judy, you want to read 216? Yes. The sunset is part of your human experience. In the lower order of that experience, it speaks to your survival needs. It may signal many things, ranging from a desire to get safely home before it is dark to a desire to eat an evening meal. It signals change in the natural world around you. Birds and squirrels and flowers, too, have a reaction to the setting of the sun. They react to what is. This is their response, an altogether lovely response of created to creator. Pass. Lana? Okay. Um, I'm on 17, 217? Yes, please. Okay. Sorry. Yet to rise above this lower order of experience is to receive and to give back. First, the sunset is experienced for what it is. It is acknowledged. It is a fact of your existence as a human being, a part of the natural world, a gift of the creator. Secondly, it is experienced relationally. It speaks to you and you to it. It binds you to the natural world and to the present, but also to the higher world and the eternal. It binds you to all those who have and will experience the sunset by being a shared experience. It is there not for you alone, but in listening to its call for a response. It becomes a gift for you that is in no way diminished by it being a gift for all. Thank you. You go on. Okay. Read 18 and 19. Okay. Finally, the sunset becomes, through your experience of it, an opportunity to apply the art of thought. Thus, 
These are the basic rules of the art of thought. First, to experience what is and to acknowledge what is, both as a fact of your existence, as a human being, and as a gift of the Creator. Second, to acknowledge the relationship inherent in the experience, the call for a response, and the nature of all gifts as being given to all. While this may seem somewhat elementary in relation to a sunset, its application to all areas of life will at first seem quite quiet. I'm going to, should that be quiet? I'm going to assume that that's, <clears throat> all areas of life will at first seem quite demanding. But what is elementary remains elementary once it is learned. To experience what is and to acknowledge what is, one must be present, present as human being. To experience what is and to acknowledge what is, is a being of gift of God. Excuse me. Excuse me. The, to experience what is and to acknowledge what is as being a gift of God is to be present as a divine being having a human experience. No part of being is negated. All senses and feelings of the human being are called into awareness and yet there is also acknowledgement of the creative behind the creative. Thank you. I'm going to welcome who joined us today. If you want to read, we'll, I'll tell you where we're reading. It's one last paragraph. Well, I guess they want to remain silent. So, Judy, would you finish up with 22, please? Okay, sorry, I was on mute. To acknowledge the relationship and the nature of the gift is to realize unity. To realize the call for a response is to hear the call to create like unto the creator. This creating like unto the creator may be used as a definition for the art of thought. Wow. Yeah. I say the same thing. Wow. <laughs> I would just like to say one thing, and that is as we were all reading, what I found happening within myself was that I was experiencing each individual, and it felt like I was experiencing you all as you in feeling our oneness and our multidimensionality. And if that sounds weird, I'm sorry that that's how I was feeling and I just wanted to express it. So that's it. Thank you and I'm complete with that. <laughs> that was far from weird. That's what we are, the feeling of the oneness. 
We are one. I felt it. Yeah, the one, yeah. The oneness of us. Yeah, hi, uh, this is Yvonne. You know what I've come to know over the last couple of years, maybe, maybe that round then, is that I'm conscious of that what I'm speaking is not me. I'm conscious that what I'm reading is, is I'm, the, I'm the channel, so to speak. I'm very mm-hmm. conscious about Je- that Jesus is, is re- speaking to me. I feel like, uh, yeah, you're, you're the one. I say, I always say, you know, I take a deep breath and let, let me just be the channel and, and what comes through is not really from me. So I, I feel that and uh, I, I want to express that too because that's, that's a change for me. You know, that's a maturing, I guess, spiritually or whatever you want to say um, in the past recent times, so. I'm complete. That was great. That's great. Thank Thank, thanks, Yvonne. Thank you. Paul, Paula, that was thank Dario. <laughs> what was that? I just said that we said the exact, it felt like it was in stereo. <laughs> 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 uh, we I'm are one. Very silly. <laughs> yes, we, we are, are one. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's another demonstration. <laughs> No, yeah, that, that's on again. That's why I said what I said because I, yeah. I, yeah, it's coming from unity. It's coming from the source. So mm-hmm. we're all part. Of it. So right. that's why I said what I said. Yeah, complete. Oh, thank you. This is Anna, and it was I. You know, I didn't know what we were going to be reading tonight, but it was so interesting today. It was such a beautiful day here in New Hampshire, and I spent most of it out on the porch writing. And what I was um, given to write with Jesus was interesting because there's a part in A Course in Miracles about the script is written. And mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I, never, I really don't pay a whole lot of attention, attention to that. But today Jesus apparently wanted me to focus on it in relationship to accepting the atonement for myself. And what we're reading here tonight, it's, it's just... You know, Jesus was just awakening in my mind exactly what he's saying here. He he was he was showing me that the script is written. I need not worry about the future. I mean, I need not worry about anything associated with time. My whole purpose here is to accept the atonement, accept what shows up, and to uh, share it. Um, receive it and share it, and and so as time rolls up and disappears, <laughs> what I'm, you know, what he was showing me was um, was just to, re- what is my response to the world? What is my response? I'm not going to worry about is this real? Is it in me or my, you know, all that metaphysical stuff. I just need to look at in any given moment, what is my response to this? You know, maybe I've been incarnated a hundred times before, and but this time I'm going to respond to this situation or this thought or this feeling I'm with love. And it's going to change the whole experience. And I'm going to take that love and, and share it, share that experience with, 
with others, with my brothers, and whether, you know, the it was interesting because today was such a buzz. When I was outside, I was writing, and when I came inside, I, I would think each time I came in, oh, I'm going to type this up and share it on Facebook. But every time I came in, it was a phone call or a message, and I got to share it with them. You know, I got to share it on the phone with a couple people. I got to share it with um, some people that uh, were chatting with me. So it was just really uh, all of it like coming together. And then for to read this tonight uh, about creating unto the creator and um, the giving and the receiving are one. And uh, the only thing I need to do is... Well, of course, my function is forgiveness. But the second thing, my function is also to share the love of God. That's all it's about for me anymore. <laughs> and it's quite enough. Complete. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. That was beautiful. That was great. Thanks, Lana. You, know, you, you kind of wrapped up paragraph 19 where he exactly says what you said, you know, that, you know, it says, you know, first to experience what and to acknowledge and the fact that you ex- existence as a human and the gift that, you know, received by the creator. And then the second to acknowledge that the relationship inherent in the experience, the call for response and the nature of all gifts has been given to all. And that's exactly what you just said <laughs> when you were describing your experience for the day. Yeah, in your humanness, and that's the thing he's telling us. You know, like as a human, you know, this is all senses and feelings of the human being are called into awareness, and yet there's also the acknowledgement of the Creator behind the created. He acknowledges us as human beings having this experience, and that's like such a gift. You know, with all our faults and whatever you might want to say and I was lamenting Judy before the call started you know that being my human experience what's been going on in my own head but then I remind myself when I read these words it's okay it's okay it's all part of the experience because underneath it all is the truth so if I falter and fall down and chide myself, it's okay. And I, I can relax into that and, and just let it, feel it, know it. Yeah, the sunset is a gift. You know, just using that as the experience. You know, just what he's saying, like to stand there with my human eyes and absorb everything. That's what he's saying. It's okay. It goes in deeper. But you are here having this experience. Enjoy it. Absorb it. Take it in. So, thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Paula. Oh, thank you, Paula. Thanks, Paula. Thank you, Paula. I've got a... um. I'm I'm enjoying you know reading this chapter the art of thought and recognizing previously my my focus on this has been 
in fact, what he's giving us in paragraph 219. Uh, and tonight, in this, what I find myself is just, just absorbed in paragraph 22, to ignite, and the, specifically the last sentence. This creating like unto the creator may be used as a definition for the art of thought. That just recognizing that uh, to me, that's the big picture of, of what the art of thought is. Our, uh, our ability to have or to receive or to extend, receive or, or, or create thoughts that are reflective of an extension of God. And in the, the previous paragraph, there is a sense. Um, there is a statement. Uh, to experience what is and to acknowledge what is as being a gift of God is to be present as a divine being having a human experience. No part is being, of being is neg negated. Um, I'm looking for that somewhere in there. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's saying that, accept it all, trust it all, and just allow this acknowledgement of the creator behind the created. And there, there it is in the first sentence in 22, or second sentence. To realize the call for a response is to hear the call to create like unto the creator. And that sentence there jumps out for me anymore to recognize what, what we're covering in this material, that we are receiving continuously. And as we receive it, there's the opportunity for the response, which is one of joy. Uh, a response that it just fills us with with awareness of the oneness that we are a part of, and that to see that as the definition here to to receive, to acknowledge it, and to bring forth the response that I am or we are called to in this. Here's the continuation of creation. And that's very, very clear and very simple for me to see as what I now call the art of thought. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Bill. That was terrific. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend. That was great, Bill. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Woohoo! Okay. Mm, yep. Yeah.
Yep, we sure are. Uh, I post this um, little cartoon every once in a while. It's one of those Maxine cartoons, and this one says, don't believe everything you think. And I used to post it a lot, but um, and now, you know, when I see it, I think of, um, well, wait a minute. I'm not, you know, Jesus isn't um, telling me to dismiss my thoughts but to look at them closer and more deeply with Holy Spirit because, um, you know, they may not be true and they may, you know, we might just see in looking at it with Holy Spirit, I may see its meaninglessness and I'll let it go. But there are occasions where it may want to tell me something. It may want this thought instead of just dismissing it doesn't mean I have to engage it or um, or run from it in fear or just blatant, just accept it. I, Jesus seems to be asking me, just look at this thought with me and then just be the observer of the thought or the feeling or the whatever it is and just join with me and let's look at this for a while. And, and he's asking me to be still. And receive, not that he's not asking me to think. <laughs> Please don't think. He's asking me to just observe it in the light with Holy Spirit and just to see if um, it wants to teach me something, if it wants to bring to my awareness. You know, and so I've been practicing that more. You know, I've been, my response to my thoughts um, are neither to accept them or to reject them. My response is to look at them with love and Holy Spirit. And then it's like delivered to my mind and my heart. Um, you know, it's like I'm told, it's, it's like I, I will see, either I will see the meaninglessness of it, or, you know, it's, it, especially if there seems to be a perceived problem around it, you know, I'll either I'll either be shown, oh, this is this is meaningless. You don't have to worry about this. Just let it go, or like a solution to that problem just shows up in my mind. It's not a thinking process. It's it's what <laughs> you know we call in the course of love the thoughts we do not think. Um, no thinking is required to solve any problem. The the solution will show up in my mind and it'll inform me. And I find that um, it's really been helpful lately because I've been looking at things with Holy Spirit, not for the purpose of figuring anything out or understanding, but just um, observing it and see what type of response comes up in me. Um, and, you know, it's like um, Holy Spirit will tell me, you know, just beyond your greatest fear is the peace of God or walk through it with me and I'll show you I'm not, it's not real. Well, now he seems more often, or Jesus, Holy Spirit, they're all the same to me, my higher self, um, my Christ mind. It's just to be still and look and see what shows up in my mind. What does God want me to know? Um, 
And so I've been enjoying doing that, you know, and it's not to uh, struggle and think of what I'm supposed to see or judge if I'm not seeing anything or hearing anything. It's just to be still. And if something shows up, it does. If something doesn't, it doesn't, you know. So um, it it just, uh, this responding is really how I respond to things um, and thoughts and uh, has really been an integral part of my life lately. And, um, and I really appreciate that. It's slowing me down a bit, um, not physically because I don't move fast anyway, but it's slowing the thinking mind down and just put the brakes on. Let's look at this slowly, lovingly, contently, and see if it wants to tell me something. See if it wants me to be aware of something that up to that point I hadn't been aware of. So it's it's just a, a journey of love, and it's not about resisting or um, you know or anything. it's just about hanging out with God, with Holy Spirit, um, and just kind of taking His hand and. And like I'm at the zoo or something, oh, let's look at these <laughs> orangutans. <laughs> you know, maybe they have something to teach me. <laughs> and so anyhow, I'm complete. I just wanted to share that. Thank awesome, you, Lana. Lana. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You know, the one thing, this is Paula, you know, reading, and he reminds me constantly, and particularly even here, you know, the basic rules for the art of thought first to experience. You know, we use words in all different ways. But just to experience, you know, let those feelings, like you say, Lana, you said it in your way, and I'm hearing it in my way, like whatever up, comes up, whatever is presented to me, is to experience it, not to push, acknowledge it. And, you know, take that experience and then as a human being and as a gift from the Creator, whether whatever shows up, to experience it and just go with it. You know, he used words in the Course of Miracles, observe, you know, this, that, but I've learned to just experience it. Just to let it come through, good, bad, indifferent, whatever. Sometimes it knocks me off my socks. Sometimes I have tears in my eyes. Sometimes I feel low or bad. Sometimes I feel good. But it's like I feel it. It's no, it like comes over, takes over. Like the whole feeling just absorbs me as a human being. So I love that. And then to acknowledge the relationship inherent in the experience, the call for response and the nature of all gifts is being given to all. That's it. The many words. It's all gifts. And how we absorb it as a human being, how we process it. I like to think of it experiencing it. Go with the flow. Anyway, I'm complete. Perfect, Paula. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Thanks, Paula. You know, I want to share something. As most of you know, I just 
lost my sister. It made her transition. And I've been marveling, not marveling. I mourned initially, cried. But then I went into a, um, a peace, a comfort, knowing that she's, she's at peace. She's in a better place. And there was no emptiness, no sorrow anymore. And I, I kept questioning myself, like, how come you don't feel? You know, like, why aren't you? But I don't, you know. I, I've accepted, and I know somewhere deeply that she is in a better place. And I get that feeling. It's almost like I could feel her saying, yes. You know, I'm okay. But today I was walking, and a woman up in front was walking, and she walked just like my sister walked from when I was from behind. She kind of wobbled, and it hit me on my human level. Tears came down to my face, and it's just like the human pride for something that's not of this world. But I quickly, like, laughed. I said, that's her showing up, that she's still around. So I experienced those feelings. I didn't even try to analyze it. I just let them flow through. If I meant to cry, I was going to cry. If I was meant to laugh, I'd laugh. It was great when I think about it. But I just, out of nowhere, I looked up and I watched this woman walk and I said, that's my sister. I could almost like run up to her and say like, hi, Sandy, how are you doing, Sandy? And it would have been fine. Yeah. Those are the feelings that he tells us to feel and experience. Truth. I'm complete. Wow, Paula, that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, Paula, I like that. It was very interesting that you were open enough to be able to get that connection. So that says a lot to me about your state of mind, that you could just feel that and feel like that she she was there. That was a message that you were getting from her. That was some energy, her energy. So that's great. I love it. Thank you. Yes, that was beautiful, Paula. Thank you. Yeah, those are the gifts given, as he says here. Yeah. The gifts given. In your description of it, Paula, I, I hear the art of thought unfolding. The receiving and the response, the accepting and allowing it be. How sweet. Thank you. Mm. And sharing it with us. Uh, that's why we come together. So we, that's why this call to me is my therapy session. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't cost you anything, Paula. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, isn't that the truth? Mm. Yeah. 
magic come natural? It does. Yeah. I'm from it the heart. It certainly has been. Yeah. It has been for you, that's for sure. It's very reminiscent. This is Judy. Um, it's very reminiscent to me of what I went through when my brother transitioned. And at first there was the the grief and my response to the grief. And then very quickly it morphed into I could feel him. I could experience him. I knew his energy was with me. And I found myself laughing. He had one of the best senses of humor that I've ever experienced, and not just because he was my brother. He had a great sense of humor. And I could hear him at his funeral. I could hear him. And nobody really wants to see the sister giggling at a funeral, but you know what? I was, and that was okay. I didn't bother judging or censoring myself. It was what I was experiencing. And that's all we can do is just experience what is. And whatever response I had, I was responding strictly to what I was. I was responding to the experience that I was experiencing, that I was having during that time. And interestingly, at the same time, my ex-husband and my future husband were both standing right next to me. And both of them knew exactly what was going on with me. It was incredible. So when that happens, I feel that is a real gift. That is a gift. Just being able to, for myself, being able to allow myself to have that experience. For me, that was pretty huge that time. So I understand what you're saying, (laughs) Paula. I totally get it. And that the experience of different kinds of feelings will come to us at different times. And the response is always one of... This is what is, and I'm responding to what is. And it doesn't matter if anybody thinks that I'm off the wall or behaving inappropriately or whatever anybody else's judgment is. It just simply doesn't matter. So, anyway, that's it. I'm complete. Yeah, thank you, Judy. It was great. Yeah. I'm going to reach out. Has anybody joined us that's been listening that would like to announce that they're here with us? I guess it's just us nieces. That's it. How about Gloria? We haven't heard from Gloria yet. Yeah. It's the Gloria... The glory of Gloria. What are you? Reverend Bill, are you there? I wonder if they're disconnected. Are we there? Oh, I'm <laughs> talking to myself. You were talking to yourself. I was thinking about. <laughs> My thoughts. 
um, uh, change and the different different parts of my life. Um, first, that I remember being most of my life, my childhood, being <clears throat> afraid, afraid of die, afraid of be alone, um, something like that. <clears throat> so the time changed when I went to college. Uh, my thoughts were more into being successful, making money, or whatever is on, me, on my career as an accountant. <clears throat> and um, my thought changed again when I came to get married in this country. And it was last, it's like um, I saw um, Bill's grandkids uh, doing in the beach some castles sand castles, and I thought today, I'm doing my ch- in my childhood, in some of my adult life, castles too, um, sand castles. And <clears throat> without knowing much about God, believe in God, but I didn't know really what I know today, and I still don't know much. But the castles that I build, they disappear, disappear, and <clears throat> they went down. And my thoughts of fearful thoughts, and and um, until I learned, because of my <clears throat> my castles went down. I asked God for guidance, and I asked God, I'm hungry for you. Show me the way. So through the time I hear Unity Church, didn't know nothing about Unity, and I, I start going to church, I hear the meditations, and there was so much <clears throat> connection <clears throat> that I felt those castles of illusion, there were nothing. But in the meantime, I learned something because of those illusions, I asked for help, and I got it. And I got it to the time <clears throat> um, that it's been, <clears throat> sometimes it's very difficult to focus. And when I'm reading the Course of Miracles or the Course of Love, being <clears throat> English, my second language, I, you see my book, as an artist, I have so many drawings in my book, just like a creation of something. Flowers, animals, dogs, elephants, small little things. Um, but I 
it's like I'm concentrated my mind and and what I need to know, <clears throat> what I need to understand. And I circle worlds that I don't I never hear it and I don't know what they mean. So right away I look in the in my phone for the meaning and I read again the paragraph. Oh, makes sense. So everything for me has been I would say it's low, but I know God is there to help me to wake up. And to understand myself, I'm sorry, I got I just try to make sense what I'm what I'm saying, and and as for me, um, it's a gift. It's a gift to change. No more castles of sense illusion. I have to. I have to observe myself when it's an illusion, when it's the ego talking to me, or it's just something that I'm discovering every day. I'm complete. Thank you for listening. Gloria, you thank you, Gloria. Gloria, you spoke so directly to my heart. I felt you in so many ways. Wow. Thank you, Gloria. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Gloria. Wow. I hear in her sharing, I hear in her sharing what I hear so frequently about her simply receiving what is called for in a given moment. It leaves her empowered, leaves her in tears leaves her just continuing to be fed. Here's the art of thought unfolding for Gloria. My two cents. Thanks. I'm complete. Well, I'll take your two cents and add another two cents, Bill. I agree. Yeah. It's so lovely to witness, Gloria. It's just beautiful. Thank you. You know, I just felt so Yeah, I just felt so united. I felt one with you, Gloria. It was like you you. were talking for me. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, all of you, for listening. Celebrate, celebrate this dialogue. Thank you. Yeah. What a gift.
Well, we have time. Um, do we continue into the next chapter, the call to the miracle? I leave it up to you guys. We go forward. I say yay. Amen. Okay. So, Judy read the last paragraph. The art of thought. Lana, would you like to take us into chapter three, the call to the miracle? Yes, I will. The call to the miracle. Am I just reading the first the first paragraph? Is that what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah, one okay. paragraph each. Okay. The call to the miracle. The first opportunities for the art of thought to be applied relate to memory in terms of your experience here. In other words, they will relate to the re-experiencing of all that you believe has shaped your life. These opportunities are but the forerunners of new learning. They are but opportunities to replace illusion with the truth so that the truth of who you are is all that remains. May I share something real quick? Because um, this oh, is just sure. amazing. This is just amazing. This is exactly what I was getting today on the porch. Um, he was, you know, Jesus was telling me so I can reinterpret because this might be your one thousand incarnation into time space, and each time. You, you know, the the script is the same. The only thing that changes is my response to it. And when I get to the point that I'm only seeing and experiencing the oneness and the love of it all, you know, it, it was telling me, if you ask, who am I? God says, I am love. If I ask, what is love? The answer is, Love is what I am. So it's kind of circular, and that's like the circle of the final atonement. When I see only love, when I interpret and I respond with only love, I experience that that's all that there is, is love, and I'm that. <laughs> I'm that. So um, it's um, like rolling up the carpet, and, you know, in lifetime. 40,032, you know, I responded differently to a few things. You know, and when I respond to everything, when I see everything and experience everything and share everything as one within the oneness of God, um, you know, then I get to resurrect. (laughs) I don't have to incarnate anymore. So I'm responding. uh, I'm learning what is actually there, remembering we all are who we are as one in God. So this first paragraph is just perfect. It was such a gift to me to read that. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Lana. Yeah. Thank you, Lana. Yeah. 
It's exactly what, you know, Glory was saying, you know, you know, to relate the re-experience of all that you believe has shaped your life. And then she realized that the opportunities are but the forerunners of new learning. I think we've all experienced that in our own way. You know, we've all come to that realization. Yeah. You know, with your day, with the sunset, with Gloria, with a sandcastle, you know, whatever. We all know it. Re-experiencing over and over until we get it, until it sinks in somewhere to the truth. Then we say, yes, yes. Mm. Yes, I think we get to that point um, where we say yes to everything. We just embrace it in love no matter what shows up. (laughs) We just see the love and we don't see any distortion placed before it that would block the love, you know. And um, I guess that's true vision. Complete. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I love that he uses that word opportunities. They are but opportunities, you know. And I say that all the time, like, you know, when somebody says, you know, whoa, 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 and I say, yeah, but look at it as an opportunity. Don't look at it from the dark side. Look at it with light and love. There are opportunities, and he says it to replace illusion with the truth so that the truth of who you are is all that remains. And that's what makes this journey so much more easier. And I read, you know, every day, you know, that relearning or that re-experiencing. And every time it's an opportunity to learn the truth. You know, he's wrapped up this one paragraph, I think, in and all the 99 million pages in A Course of Love, in A Course of Miracles. <laughs> um, uh. Yvonne, would you like to read paragraph two? Okay, Paula, sure. Seeing how different from the experience of illusion is the experience of truth is the same as seeing how different the art of thought is from the thinking of the ego mind. Explanation point. (laughs) (laughs) The art of thought is diametrically opposed to the thinking of the ego mind. Well, hallelujah. No room for a questionnaire, I'll tell you. (laughs) It's another dynamic little paragraph. I'd like to welcome whoever joined us. I heard somebody come into the room. Would you like to announce? Yeah, this is Miguel. I'm glad to be here. Oh, hi, Miguel. Nice to hear your voice. We are in the first first treatise, the treatise of the artist thought. We just start reading chapter 3, The Call to the Miracle. All right? Listen. Thank you for for being here. Thank you. 
That last line is great. The art of thought is diametrically opposed to the thinking of the ego mind. <laughs> you know, that's, that word ego, I have taken it out of my vocabulary. It, it's like, you know, we keep it reminded, ego. Every time that word is mentioned, I think it's like praising, like acknowledging ego. Yes, my mind is whatever you want to call it, split or it goes off into whatever. But it's okay. I've learned to embrace that little black dot because that's where those great opportunities lie, where I can look at it and say, that's not the truth of who I am. That's what the ego wants me to believe. But why would I put it on a pedestal and, and honor it and adore it and, you know, and, and worship it? No way. I want to diminish it. It's diametrically opposed to the art of thought. And what is the art of thought? Thinking from my God center. Coming from the God center where the truth lies. So I just don't even want to use that word anymore. I'm having an experience. So it's that, and it's an opportunity. Every time, yeah, that's how I've been using. I won't. I, mean, I don't even like to hear the word. And I'm glad he raised it again. The ego, and then he goes right on. The ego mind sees nothing for what it is, and it's the truth. So why should I? But. Yvonne, would you like to add anything or say anything or we'll go on? Because then I'll have Reverend Bill read three. No, I'm complete, Paula. Thank you. Okay. Reverend Bill, why don't you read three? All right. Thank you. The ego mind sees nothing for what it is. The ego mind sees not anything but what it wants as gifts. And even these it sees not as gifts, but as rewards. The ego mind barters rather than giving and receiving as one, believing in a return only for effort. Because it sees only rewards and not gifts, it cannot see that gifts are shared. Because it cannot see that gifts are shared, it cannot afford to see relationship. Because it believes it is on its own, it cannot see the higher order. Because of all this, it cannot experience the truth. And so exists in illusion. Lori, would you like to read four? Yeah, okay. The experience of truth dispels illusion. And as the ego mind, the art of thought, replace the ego mind with the wholehearted. The wholehearted is but the heart and mind joining in unity. Pass. 
Well, we could stay on these four paragraphs. I think they really open up quite a bit for discussion. Or the dialoguing. I'd like to use that word. Dialogue. What it means. What does these words say to our heart? Replace the ego mind with the whole hearted. Oh, Sana. Uh, Paula, I, uh, when you were speaking about ego, um, I'm, I'm in the same place, you know. If um, ego represents sin and guilt and all this litany of these evil things, <laughs> why, and none, but none of it is real. Well, none, none of it is real. So why should I invest any mind time on the ego, you know, it's. I like to use um, our humanity because as human beings, we do stumble and fall. But it's it's more of an innocent type of um, connotation. You know, it's it's not evil. Evil does not exist, and um, except as a thought in my mind that if I allow it, it can seem to be real. Um, and the experience, just like a terrifying dream, can be can stop me in my tracks, you know. So um, I I really uh, I just I just use love for everything, you know. It's the answer for everything. It's the answer to be grateful for. It's the answer to um, forgive. It's the answer, you know, for any type of judgmental thought. Um, you know, it's, it's love is the remedy for anything unlike itself. And that's about as far as I go anymore with the idea of ego. It's, um, it's any idea that is unlike love. You know, and, and so I, repl- you know, I, I choose love. I bring it to love. I embrace it in love. And just like when... Uh, the woman touched the garment of Jesus' robe, you know, you just have to, anything touched by love becomes love. And that's been my experience for for quite some time. So um, if ego doesn't exist, I'm not going to spend any time there. And if it shows up as some type of sensation or feeling, I'm just going to hug it to my heart. And um, like I, you know, I do with my my spinal pain. I just pick it up and say, "Come here, little baby. Get some loving from mommy." <laughs> you know, as as long as I'm battling it and demonizing it, and I mean, for a long time, boy, I hated my body. Uh, the year during the 1990s, when I had all the surgeries, one after another. I, you know, and, and then I was given that near-death experience, and it showed me the meaning of my body. And uh, it wasn't, nothing is worthy of hate. Nothing is worthy of anything other than love. And it's the one simple definition that I can give to every experience, every every thought, every feeling. It's not, you know, sometimes it looks like, you know, sometimes I think we're here to find love where love seems not to be. But it's all love, all the time. And the fact that in any given moment I'm not seeing it just alerts me to 
um, there's something I've made more important than God. I've made more important than love. And and I'll just ask Holy Spirit to show me the truth of this and then go into silence. Um, but it's all love all the time. <laughs> That's my song. I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> I'm complete. <laughs> Thank you, Juan. I love that. So love. And what is love? God is love. You know, that, you know, uh, Gloria was talking about the Unity Church, the church, the Unity Church, I go, it's a small, it, Reverend Bill's been there, it's like, just a, you know, a house that had been converted, a large house, and the sanctuary holds about 50 people at max, and, but there's a big, bold sign on the wall, God is love, and Every time I look at that, it resonates. It, the message is so prominent. God is love. And when we stand in our Christ conscious mind and join in that, that's, that's the end. That's it. That's what it's all about. Amen. It makes it very simple, doesn't it? Yep. Sure does. Thank you, Paul. I want to thank you all. You know, when I first came on the call, Judy was hearing me kind of moan and groan. <laughs> but I have to thank you all because I'm not moaning and groaning anymore. <laughs> Are you there, my sister Judy? You're very quiet tonight. I am here. I am just taking it all in. (laughs) (laughs) Taking it all in and experiencing a feeling of love. Yeah. That's how I reach God. I experience a feeling of love. I'm experiencing the God within everyone here tonight. And it's been beautiful. Well, thank you for saying that, Judy. It's as if it brings us back on track. Walking away from delving into the ego and instead... Remember, we are here for the wholehearted state of being. Mm-hmm. Now, mm. thank you. I'm complete. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, like standing in the truth of who we are, knowing the truth of who we are, right now, right here, and for always.
Like I have said many nights, many Wednesdays, there's nothing magic to saying this call has to go on until a certain time. We end this call when we feel it's time to end the call for the evening. We can sit here in silence. Think the words we've read, what we have absorbed into our minds and our hearts. Really, I can just float right now. (laughs) I feel so, yeah. Welcome Uh, to my world, Paul. (laughs) I am feeling very floaty, yes. Yeah. I am too. I thought it was my medication. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, uh, Paul, that I really love um, the way this call is now. Um, I just feel it's so relaxed and there's no rush and, you know, there's no, um, you know, it, it's just so, feels so free. Oh, we can wait till nine thirty. We can leave now. Oh, we can read three paragraphs, or uh, we can go on, or we can stop. You know, it's just so in the moment, and so gentle and unrushed. And I really appreciate that. I just wanted to tell you, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Hannah. It's yeah. Now that's what you know. We kind of the few of us that were sticking to this call initially, we all kind of felt that. And that's why we, we, you know, we call this the truth of true dialogue. It's just being, not learning, or, you know, intellectual. It's just feeling and doing. If it speaks to you, speak. If it's not, you can sit in silence. And there's no magic. It has to take an, an hour and a half. I could say goodnight right now and tell you all I love you so much from the bottom of my heart. I thank you. Amen. Thank you, Paula. And that's how I feel about every one of you. From the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Everybody kind of ready to go? Yeah, I think my phone is about ready to go. It's about to run out, so I guess that's my signal to go. Thank you, everyone. It's a lovely call. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Gloria. everyone. God bless Gloria. you, all of you. Are you good? Thank, Thank you, Gloria. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Bill. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Lana. Thank you, Yvonne. I love you all. And thank you, Miguel. And Miguel. Love you, too. Oh, I love you, guys. Oh. Bye for now. Yes, bless you. Good night. Good night.